Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Skyline Chili. We'll tell you more about them because it is, there is Chili Day this week. So we've got to tell you about about all that in just a bit. Um, we're going to preview Arkansas a little bit. We're going to talk about what Joel Justice has to say. We also got a chance to talk to Jamal Baker and E.J. Montgomery today in media availability. So we'll share what those guys had to say before they face off against the Razorbacks. Um, but let's just start humorous, I guess. And I'm going to drop this audio at the very end of this podcast. So make sure you stay all the way, all the way through, guys. Uh, Joel had a funny interaction because one of the things that has been a main talking point is rebound attempts and Kyle you tried to get him to answer about who who tracks those (laughs) didn't answer but I think we can infer who does pretty clearly he is one of the people he said we do Uh, so I assume he means the assistant coaches and as the junior uh, member of the staff um, I assume that that falls heavily on him if not entirely and uh he had mentioned earlier that it sometimes takes, you know, it's sort of a subjective thing. Mm-hmm. Calipari wants to really push the rebound attempts. We, What does that mean, right? Like Jerry Tipton kept trying to get at the heart of like, that's kind of a fuzzy idea. What does that mean? And he said, well, it's subjective. Sometimes it takes three or four re- rewinds of the tape to say, well, did he did he try there? And then when, when he said, we do, in terms of who's in charge of tracking that, I asked him if it was the most tedious part of his job. To which he said, uh, <laughs> it's a blessing to work here and go cats. <laughs> <laughs> so, and had a big grin on his face. So yes. not probably his favorite, n- not his most favorite, well, but the, definitely his least favorite <laughs> part of the job. Well, I mean, the way he described it is basically he has to rewind every rebound attempt every four times to see who went to the ball. And the other thing, when you're kind of talking about this, he made it clear that the same people are doing it, AKA him this whole season. So kind of a net, like a nebulous stat about your kind of just a feel thing. It should, but at least should it's be consistent some, through yeah, with the same exactly. people doing it. Yeah. Or person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same people or justice, uh, doing it. But, uh, what's interesting about that to me. And I'm, I mentioned it to EJ and he sort of agreed with EJ Montgomery. Um, the idea that like early in the season they weren't defending well and Calipari comes up with kills, which is not necessarily like a, he created that idea. I've heard other coaches talk about it, but which was three stops in a row, three stops in a row is a kill. It's like a new stat basically. Um, and the other thing was whoever, you know, whichever units were getting kills. If you get a kill, your group's going to stay on the floor. I mean, when you've got eight or at the time, nine guys, that are all worthy of playing time and they're trying to get their minutes. Well, if you say, if, if, if our group gets a kill, we get to keep playing, you're probably going to pursue that. And so uh, I think you saw their defense get better not long after John Calipari started talking about kills. Um, he wanted to focus on rebounding. Um, and I asked sort of when the – you know, he Justice said today that he thought – Cal's probably tracked this his whole career. He certainly has here at Kentucky. So he's obviously been charting them all season here. But I asked EJ when 
uh, that became a point of emphasis. And it sounds like relatively recently, which is within the couple weeks that Cal's been talking about it a ton. And he said it was stemmed from one of the guys had a bad rebounding game. I'm guessing it was either uh, Keldon Johnson or P.J. Washington, because those are two that he always talks about. Why aren't you rebounding more? Um, and that that's when he started talking about it, because he said the guy had a bad rebounding game, and Cal said, well, your attempts went down, and that's why. And ever since, he's been harping on it. But that's one of the things Cal's really good at. Uh, and Joel talked today um, about, you know, that's one of the underrated things, you know, getting these young teams – even even when it's a veteran team by K- Kentucky standards, it's a young team to buy into defense um, when they never had to. They were never asked to be really defenders. In fact, Calipari's big point all the time is you know they're even sometimes asked not to because you get in foul trouble and you want your elite scorer to stay on the floor. Um, and how does he do it? Well, some of it is playing these little games within the game, and I, I think that's I, to me that's a really interesting piece of the way Cal does what he does here. Um, that you've got to find almost simplistic ways to communicate with guys, some guys that are only going to be here nine months, to, to communicate to them what's important and also to motivate them to do what's important. So you say, okay, we're going to focus on you after every game, that your attempts, your rebounding attempts were bad, that you guys didn't get kills, you couldn't get three stops in a row, so you're going to sit on the bench. I, I think that's, to me, it's one of the more interesting things yeah. about away coaches. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, the thing that I've been finding interesting recently that I was doing my damnedest to get a little bit more insight into, but nobody was having any of it, was the shooting progress that PJ and uh, Ashton Haggins have had, and everybody just they're putting in work. They're putting, right. in, and I'm not getting any depth. I mean, Joel gave me a sliver when he talked about some form shooting stuff, and I think you were still over there. I asked Jamal a follow-up about it, like, what does that kind of mean? And he didn't go into any detail. I guess I just need to ask someone who coaches basketball eventually, like, off, you know, just yeah. as a side conversation. But, I mean, the, the, I feel like they don't – the coaching staff as a whole, like, finding little things to to improve on and right. then, like, kind of picking at them and to, to put it to where guys are willing to put in that extra work right. that Ashton and PJ have. Now, that, that's a shooting example, but and you're talking about rebound. I'm sure they, they do something similar to that. Well, yeah, well, with Ashton Higgins, it, it was a couple things. He wasn't getting elevation on his jump shot, and he had a, a an inconsistent hand placement. Like, where, where the ball was on his hand as he was going up to shoot was kind of hit or miss, depending on the shot, not consistent. And so he's been working extra to drill that. Mm-hmm. He's he's been doing specific drills to get in his mind, get elevation on your jump shot, and then keep your hand in the same place all the time on this jump shot. And sometimes it's those. I mean, not sometimes, almost always. If some if a guy's shot is off, uh, there's got to be a reason, yeah. right? And like he's not just completely mechanically broken. When you see Ashton Hagen shoot, you don't think this just looks terrible, but something's off, and so. They identify it and then they drill it. You know, if the kid's willing to work and the assistant coaches are always willing to meet them over here, the the managers are willing to meet them yeah. over here. And then if they know, like, it does sound like a nebulous nebulous thing when you say just doing work, just going to the gym. Because like, okay, Curtis, you and I could come over here to this gym <laughs> yeah. every single morning and every single night and do work. Just if we came in here by ourselves and shot a basketball for hours, yeah. we'd probably get better at it, but we wouldn't be great. Yeah. Well, if somebody critiqued our shot, it spent you know hours watching what, film and then showed us and then came in with us every night and every morning and drilled us on the specific things, 
I bet we'd make a very significant improvement. We still wouldn't be great because, yeah. you know, well, we're, speak big, for yourself. we're us. But, but no, but um, I, maybe that's why. Maybe that makes more sense thinking about it a little bit, why they're not going into defa- uh, too many details because a lot of this is kind of psychological stuff, specifically shooting and, you know, mental aspect is so much. So if they start talking publicly about, well, we tweaked Ashton's a- elbow, da 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 and then we follow up with Ashton. Now Ashton's got his elbow on the right. brain, and they want to get that out of there. And that's kind of the same mentality they've had with Nick Richards kind of overall yeah. on his. So I understand that to a certain extent. I was just kind of curious about when he said quality over not necessarily just quantity, like what is a quality shooting workout? I, I yeah. mean, I don't exactly know what that means from the standpoint of what, you know, the right. coaching staff use that as. Yeah. I would guess for, it would, for each guy, it's like, where, where do they see, are you like, uh, you know, sometimes Tyler hero is, you know, leaning or, or he's, uh, uh, leaning back on his shot early in the season. He was leaning back a lot, not falling through all the way. Um, some little things like that, so they identify for each guy what's your what's your issue, and they do specific work to that. So there's mm-hmm. no need to just sit there and shoot a hundred hours until you, your form starts working for you. It's refine the things that are an issue and do as, to you to your point too. Like they want to create muscle memory, not think about it. Memory. Yeah, that's exactly they want right. to they want to drill the things that are broken enough times that it becomes natural. Yeah. Um, and that's where Cal, you know, some of the buzzwords that sound like but that sound like buzzwords, they they make more sense in the context of understanding the process. Like when Cal talks about revert, well, when you're trying to create new muscle memory and new habits, you do these things over and over. They start to come into form, but then you get in a stressful environment, and often most people revert to yeah. what is what was their like deeper muscle memory. That's yeah. why you got to keep doing it for months and months and months. It's why if you get sophomores and juniors. You have longer to work, the muscle memory kicks in. P.J. Washington is becoming a really important example of that. Without a doubt. Coming up next, we're going to give some just teeny tiny injury updates and preview Arkansas. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about Skyline Chili. Did you know February 28th is National Chili Day? No, it's not just the end of February. It is National Chili Day. Around here on Locked On Kentucky, that's always referred to as National Skyline Day. It's this Thursday, and the best way to celebrate is to visit your favorite neighborhood skyline. Obviously, we go to the one in Lexington right off Richmond Road. We go check out, talk to Adam. He takes care of us great, just like he did on when we recorded our 100th episode over there. I'm normally a about a three coney guy when I go in. Sometimes I take it light and just order two and mix it up with the three-way if I'm feeling, you know, kind of like I'd like to change things up. But when you go in there, it's just an awesome atmosphere. It's one of the coolest restaurants I've been in a while. It's got like a nice decor, the one on Richmond Road, um, and just mounds of cheese are wafting around your head, which... I mean, it's it's tough to keep Kyle distract, um, you know, concentrated when you get in an atmosphere like that. So don't forget to celebrate National Chili Day this Thursday by visiting your local Skyline Chili. Maybe I'll see you there. You are locked on Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. EJ Montgomery was playing a little coy today with you, Kyle. You noticed some some bandaging on his fingers. And he had during his whole interview, he had his hands behind his back. He did, and like I think that's just how he stands. Like yeah, I feel I like he that. always stands that way. And it, to, it was a little bit of like gauzy type yeah. wrapping around one finger, and he just said, "Just getting them taped or whatever." 
no big deal. He's fine. Uh, but yeah, he was definitely not interested in talking about it and, or, you know, playing along with that. And he was definitely, and like, he kept them, like, he was like tucked them further behind his back when I was yeah. like, what's going on with your hand back there? <laughs> like a creep. I was like some kind of, some yeah, kind of creep. What's, uh, what's going on back here? You sounded but, like, uh, I, th- I thought EJ was going to be like, are you a cop? Because <laughs> you were just like, can I see your hands? Can I yeah. see your hands? Like, I don't know. But it didn't uh, seem like that was any kind of issue. That they nah, were, they were it didn't, didn't seem like a huge um, issue. The other, like, the the update is there's no update with Reed Travis. Basically, um, Joel said that he's attacking training or in uh, recovery like you would expect yeah, Reed Travis yeah. to do. Yeah. It's just, how's he doing? Great. You know, he's a, I think he said he's an ultimate professional in everything he does. And this is the same way he's attacking his rehab. Yeah. I mean, it was about the biggest non-answer you could give like he's doing stuff and things i did, I did see him walk today so there you go did he look That's normal walking i i i noticed maybe a slight limp but i yeah. wasn't really paying that close attention and i am always it's like last season completely jaded me because jared vanderbilt oh, I, yeah, am gone, right. I am 100 convinced he fake limped at one point last season <laughs> just to screw with all of us because <laughs> it was the locker room in the ncaa tournament oh yeah he fake that. limped i am like because uh, it no i remember what it was it was him taking the court i saw him walking normal and right before he turned the corner he started to limp I, I so I'm just always like I'm not going to try to diagnose anything. I'm yeah. just when it's guys on the court, we're going to talk. Well, about and that. too, you could have a torn, you could have torn stuff in your knee That's and still true. walk. You know, um, so so we're not expecting Reed Travis obviously in the Arkansas game. Arkansas has been in some struggles recently, Kyle. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot of reason to talk a whole lot about Arkansas. Well, I will say this: like, um, like looking at their season, what's weird is they had a nice little stretch in the middle of the SEC. After they beat Georgia, then they won at LSU. Fig- try to figure that loss out for LSU, who's now at the top of the conference standings and in pretty good can you know spot. And whose the- coach today found out he's going to be subpoenaed to testify in the federal, the upcoming uh, second federal trial. Yeah, we'll see in the that- Adidas uh, FBI scandal. We'll see if there's any impact on the court that we can notice from that. But so they beat Georgia. They beat. They went out of LSU. They beat Vanderbilt, who's everybody's done. And at that point, they were fourteen and eight, five and four in conference. And in theory, there was a probably like a, a path to the NCAA tournament. Maybe right. they'd have to win some upsets. After that, they have not won an SEC game, and that was February fifth. So they lose at South Carolina. They lose at Missouri. Bad loss. They lose against Mississippi State. They lose at Auburn. Um, those two losses. Decent teams. I mean, Auburn and right. Mississippi State are NCAA tournament teams. Then where it gets bad is they lose against Texas A&M at home, who is not good. Right. And so now they are 14-13, and 5-9 and nine in the so SEC. So that's five straight SEC losses. Uh, and got shelled by Auburn. Like, Auburn hit 17 threes in that game. Yes. That was the game that Before you know, we're saying, oh, be, watch out for the – oh, but by the way, if we're going to get on the journey, though, we can't just dismiss Arkansas as – Curtis, I gotta tell you, this uh, this Arkansas game would be on. a real trap we, for the we need for to, the Wildcats. <laughs> we, need to, we need to like we need to like do like a like a pause uh, to <clears throat> UK Sports Video. We are about to get your journey clip in, in three, three, two, two one. one. Tuesday night in Rupp Arena, Curtis, Arkansas could be a real trap for the Wildcats. It'll be a test of their will. Listen, man, you don't want to face off against the Hogs. It's going to be a late night in Rupp. Players could be a little tired. Don't know. What is that voice? <laughs> the worst. That's awful. You just disqualified us, Curtis. Uh, they at the end of the journey, they should just play a blooper reel of us trying to get on the journey. 
our own journey That's to right. get on the journey. Journey to the journey. But I will say this: if like from a just watching basketball standpoint standpoint daniel gafford is super duper interesting that guy is really good yeah and that's i mean that's one of the one of the reasons i think arkansas is so disappointing this year i mean he was a surprise i think he was a big surprise coming back he would have been a top at least a lottery pick yeah i mean certainly i mean i think yeah certainly a first round pick and um i mean he's or, I don't know where's he projected right now. Is he fallen this year? I don't I know. I think but he's relatively similar. You could you could argue that he's as good of a pro prospect as will play in this game. Um, you know, on par with a with a PJ and a Keldon in terms of pro potential. He's the will be the longest and maybe most athletic big guy in this game. Um, and without Reed Travis, that could be an issue. But I, I think I do think that in some ways. Having the longer pair of you know Nick Richards and EJ Montgomery as opposed to the more stocky Reed Travis to defend uh, and and try to score against uh, Gafford is, may end up being a little bit of a benefit to Kentucky. I feel like the totality of talent here is going to um, make up more than make up the difference. Yeah. But Gafford is if there's one threat, it's that you know. They've got as good of a pro as anybody in the building on Tuesday night. So He's averaging 16.6 points, 8.9 rebounds, and let me find his, in 2.2 blocks. Um, so so I mean, better averages for the season than P.J. Washington across yeah. the board. Yeah. I mean, when you put it in that context, like if Arkansas was having a great year, that's your SEC player of the year. Yeah. I mean, he's, having, he's got better numbers than, than anybody in the league just about. Um, according, I just clicked on, and I'll let, this will allow you to plug your your website here because I just googled Sam Vecini's latest mock, and he has mock draft uh, Daniel Gafford at thirtieth, so still a first rounder, really? but um, well, dropping and, and, a little bit. Yeah, and we should mention that. Uh, yeah, that's why the uh, Sam Vecini, who does a lot of the the NBA draft work for us uh, at the Athletic had just a massive undertaking over the last few weeks. He's been talking, he talked to, I think, 50 college assistant coaches around the country about uh, teams that they played and players that they played about uh, sort of getting their opinions anonymously of guys uh, as pro prospects. And so he, uh, Sam did a long breakdown. I think four different coaches uh, were cited for each player of PJ Washington, Keldon Johnson, Ashton Higgins, and Tyler Hero. Um, really good today on the athletic. Um, and uh, if you if, are you going to post this tonight or Tuesday morning? It should be posted tonight. Well, if you get this tonight on Monday night, uh, Monday is the end of our forty percent off uh, subscription special. Uh, just go to my Twitter feed. I've got tweeted out a few links to that promotion. Um, go there, check it out, sign up, read read a bunch of stuff that I've written, but certainly read Sam's piece. I thought it was interesting because we know. PJ and Keldon are pretty much gone. I mean, they're both flirting with the lottery. Keldon's in the lottery. PJ is now pushing for the lottery. But then there's Ashton and Tyler Hero who could go. They're going to get picked if they decide they want to go, probably in the second round. Um, But it kind of talks about what are their strengths and their weaknesses and and kind of the consensus on those guys, those two guys from the coaches that he interviewed, was you know here's why they need to come back and that they need to come back. Uh, which Kentucky fans would love because I think if those two dudes come back, Kentucky is going to destroy people with their backcourt next. It's backcourt next season, but uh, check that out. Um, Sam, he, he it's not just the Kentucky guys, but he has a, a separate piece just on those four Wildcats. Uh, and as you said, in his latest 
uh, mock draft, I guess, or big board. But yeah, that was got, uh, yeah, for thirtieth. Yeah. Um, so there you go. So you got a pro. I mean, they've got a pro in this game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, that, and, and in a spot where Kentucky's a little more vulnerable than they would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up next, we will talk about Joel Justice being wrong um, and then mention something we failed to mention after the Auburn game because John Calipari made a little bit of history. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Joel Justice, buddy, you called out your players and they proved you wrong. He was asked about if they are aware that the the tournament is played in Louisville and if they're trying to work to get to a one seed at that spot. They said they don't really pay attention. They are aware of the fact that the there is a the regionals at Louisville this year because everybody's been talking about it. Joel wouldn't go on to say who what 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 blogs he reads. I'm guessing it's the Athletic and Big Blue Insider dot com, but he didn't want to make everybody else feel bad. Exactly. So um, he didn't go into depth, but he he was talking about the players. He goes, they don't think about that. They probably don't even know how many teams are in the NCAA tournament. Everyone laughed at his joke, but his joke was incorrect. I asked both Jamal Baker and EJ Montgomery, and they both said that there are 68 teams in the NCAA tournament. So there you go for all the people. Who say these these guys don't even pay attention to the rest of college basketball? Well, they're at least uh, aware of how many teams are in in the college basketball tournament. And in all honesty, I think a lot of college basketball fans might still go, "Oh, there's 64 teams." No, there's there's 68. There's the play-in rounds now. So there you go. Yes. Sorry, I was uh, distracted by tweeting at the Kentucky men's basketball account that we just as, as an FYI we cut cut their uh, perfect sound for the uh, next edition of the you're, journey you're always so distracted we're gonna by, get on there by social media well i've already been on there i think i've been on there twice one for my radio and one for my podcast i've been on there too reckon <laughs> <laughs> <Reagan>, you guys <laughs> okay so since i had to explain to a bunch of my extended family what sling sadly blade? what sling blade was well, i'm glad you're my extended. in-laws I'm not glad. my my family would all would obviously know one of the great films of all time, but the in-laws, you got to, you well, never I'm can. Gl- I'm glad your in-laws listen to the Locked On Kentucky, and if you want to listen, you should tell your smart speaker to play it when you get in your car every day because it's 30 minutes and it's perfect for your ride to wear. How work. do you do that, Curtis? What do you, you tell just, it? You just shout at your car, <laughs> play Locked On Kentucky. I think you have to get inside. Podcast before. Lock, right? Play podcast Locked On Kentucky. Let me find the proper wording. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast locked on kentucky mm-hmm. there you go mm-hmm. <laughs> okay <laughs> alexa reckon you got a french fried podcast we're recording mm-hmm. again in our little uh, jail cell uh in memorial coliseum that where chet white took that picture of us and is our header on facebook now so if you guys want to check out what we're recording in um you can check out the header on the facebook but we need to wrap up because kyle's getting a little goofy um <laughs> but the last note i did want to make was Calipari passed Joby Hall with the win over yep. Auburn for most wins at Kentucky and now only trails Rupp. And, uh, you know, he had a ton of praise for Joby Hall. And that's been, th- that relationship has been kind of cool uh, to see since Calipari got to Lexington. Yes. I think, you know, one of the underrated things that Calipari has done here is to help the fan base appreciate Joby Hall. Um, because, you know, when he, when he stepped in, and took over for the legend, Adolph Rupp. I mean, while he was coaching here, he was not a beloved figure necessarily. Mm-hmm. And he was not the sort of also, to the, on the flip side, he was not the gregarious personality that he is now. I mean, I think he felt that pressure and he yeah. responded accordingly. And um, So it wasn't like, a, I don't think it was a, 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 a 
love affair <laughs> between Joe B and this fan base when he was the head coach. Um, but with everything, sort of time and perspective changes things. And also, I think Cal bringing him back into the fold and putting him out in the front and talking about how helpful he was and what a friend he was and making, you know, bring, the- you know, making him very, very visible, um, I think did help. Yeah, the fans sort of come to love Joe B. I don't know how you you know the current version of Joe B. Hall. I didn't know him when he was a a fiery coach gripping his game program. <laughs> He's now in bronzed grip, right? He's got the the yeah. rolled up program. Uh, I didn't know him then, but the, this version of Joe B. that I've known for the last seven years and and had the pleasure of talking with several times is about the most lovable human being on earth. <laughs> so. Uh, I think it's been cool that Cal has facil- helped facilitate um, the fans kind of falling in love with Joe B. Yeah, I think that tide had, had been turning before Calipari had got here to a certain extent, but he helped he helped take it along. And after the game, he said, I'm just so happy the respect he gets now and how people treat him because, you know, he tr- he is treated like the ambassador he should be. I mean, he got Kentucky to the Final Fours and won a national championship. And if you're if you're – the, if you do that at any other program outside Kentucky, and I mean they have built a statue for him, <laughs> but there would be there would be no, there there would be no of this discussion. You know, if you left the program in good standing and won a national championship, didn't get the program in any trouble like Hall did, like he would be lauded as the, one of the all time great. Co- and he where he is because of the other coaches that came through this program, you know he doesn't get that that kind of accolades. Yeah, I mean when you have Rupp, when you have Rick Pitino who had the you know, maybe the best three-year stretch An in modern, run. you know, modern yeah. history. Uh, Tubby Smith, even. I mean, he doesn't. Tubby probably doesn't get to the level of. of well, all. but see, you know, Tubby by the end was had had a falling out. But Tubby's first season as the head coach, he wins a national title. Yeah. So yeah. you know, that's going to earn you some goodwill for a while. Um, and then Cal Perry, who's this kind of rock star. It's like they're fi- when there are five coaches at one school that have won a title, and that's the thing too. Like, yeah, I mean, where's that ever look, happened? Well, look at that. I mean, he he's a national channel, multiple Final Fours. Uh, I don't, you know, his win total is great, winning percentage is right. great, and takes a, a like hit. a shoe in Hall of Famer in I mean, theory. Like, but there are three other current Hall of Famers that coach the <laughs> the same school that you did in Patino, Calipari, and. I right. mean, like, what do you like? That's it's, yeah, it's crazy. Sometimes yeah, life's it's not crazy. Fair. Yeah. So, and then the other thing that I, I just I don't <laughs> was was kind of funny after the game that uh, Calipari said, "Hey, NCAA, I don't feel like I should be in front of Joby Hall. Do you want to come vacate some? Some of my more, games? some more." He said, "They've already vacated some of my games. Want to just come vacate?" He said, "I told Joby, maybe they'll vacate some more, and I'll end up just one behind you, and that'd be fine." And he said, well, now I'm going to get a call from the NCA. Like, hey, if you want us to, we'd love to. We'd you love to. Of, make, you make fun of my voice. That I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Sideshow Bob yeah, across exactly. the cloud. Hey, want to vacate some wins? <laughs> it's slap happy. I think there's some toxic fumes leaking into this little dungeon we're recording it. <laughs> there's something in here. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Kentucky. Mm. Follow me on Twitter, at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. I'll have those interviews from Joel Justice, EJ Montgomery, and Jamal Baker. Um, follow Kyle Tucker. At Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. Follow at Locked on UK on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked on Kentucky. Our header on Facebook is where we're recording today, if you kind of want to get an idea of what we're, what we're doing here. And I also tweeted out a picture of how we record um, courtesy of the Oscars last night. So you can find that on my timeline as well. Thanks again to Skyline Chili. Be sure to celebrate National Chili Day on Thursday by going to get some Skyline Chili. 
Thanks so much for listening. Guys, please rate, review, subscribe, and most importantly, share this with somebody else who would enjoy. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. So is that the most tedious part of your job, the rebound attempt? I mean, it's it's... It's a blessing to work here. You know, and we're excited every single day to, to, with what you can do. And, uh, you know, go Cats. <laughs> EJ Montgomery was trying to... Can we pause? <laughs>